Welcome to episode one of season three of The Sample Study. The date is Thursday, September 20th. I'm your host, Tumelo, standing at attention in front of my music production software. Here at The Sample Study, I take just one sampled song per episode, take the song it is sampled in, recreate the beat by hand, and analyze how the producer who sampled it got from having a record in their hand to having the sample on a record of their own. And now, it's my sample. That's right. I just released an album, Return of the Soul, at twomellowmakes.bandcamp.com. You know what it is, but also it's the start of a new season, so I figured that I'd do what people have been asking me for for a while and study one of my own samples. Sorry that I took an extra month off between seasons as well, but I was rushing before a big trip and realized I wasn't in the place I needed to be in to deliver this very special episode. I had a few choices from this album, which is very sample-based, but many songs resembled something I had studied before on the show, and one of them absolutely didn't, so I chose that one. Today, we're going to talk about my song, Sweet Talk. And since we're talking about my songs, which is a little more intimate than usual a little more close to home. It's time for a small sample study ethics discussion. I typically try to review samples which were either used a long time ago or used with permission or clearance. I try to avoid the practice of sample snitching that is pretty disliked in the hip-hop community. It's been something I've been worried about and aware of uh, since I started the podcast. It's more about enjoying the samples how they were used than nailing down every one of them and broadcasting them out. I know cop. With that in mind, we're not really going to talk in detail about the source of the samples this time, because it's me, and because I'm not too interested in naming my sources directly for an album I just released, I'm going to play them at length. I am going to play them at length, however, so as Pusha T says, if you know, you know. How I sampled them is more interesting than what they are, anyway, in this case. So... Uh, I guess I'll do a little biography since that's what I usually do for artists in this segment. I've been interested in sampling music ever since I started off producing on the family PC with a CD full of royalty-free loops and a copy of Screen Blast Acid, which is kind of the budget version of Acid Pro. I was immediately snatching bits of fully produced music and using it to form my own songs. And I think the fact that I started making music in this way greatly affected how I continued to make music. I am mostly known for the unconventional ways in which I use samples, from repurposing and morphing small snippets of songs to recontextualizing entire pieces and long-form mashups. Even when I make original music, you know, like from my mind and stuff, from scratch, some of my more interesting sounds are formed from sampling things in strange ways or making use of found sounds to create instruments and certain effects. My fascination with samples eventually led to me digging for more and more unique things to sample, and of course led me to wanting to educate people about famous samples, sampling techniques, and the kind of music that has been sampled on this podcast. Crate digging and music appreciation are big parts of my life, and I think a lot of people would enjoy doing this. However, it's unlikely that everyone who listens to sampled music would take that first step into studying it, beyond the samples they immediately recognize. So I wanted to provide that for you. All right, let's go into the lab. Obviously, in this case, I've been able to open up my very own project file, so I won't be guessing how a song was made this time. I'll be able to look back on all of my very own strategies, some of which I'll probably already criticize, even though I'm just a month out from releasing the album. (laughs) 
Let's start with one of my favorite drum breaks, Rene Costi's Scrabble. It's at the very beginning of that song. create something over this very big, boxy, and momentum-filled breakbeat. I have it nearly at its normal tempo of 102 BPM. I've given it some EQ boost at 80 hertz, 250 hertz, and a high shelf boost starting at about 5 kilohertz. I've also applied a gating effect to cut out everything below the threshold of negative 26.1 dB. What this means is that everything that falls below this volume will not be heard if the gate is applied, whatever volume you specify. It's being kept out by the gate. You can adjust a lot of settings on a gate to let the sound fade out more smoothly, shape the way it fades out and returns, even apply a smarter gate that allows a certain amount of the sound to stay around instead of full silence. In this case, I added the gate because the slightly sharper drum sound and lack of lingering noise between the drum hits creates an added sense of perceived momentum. Now, let's move to this cheery bell and vibe sample that I've taken most of the low end out of and increased the high end on. I also took most of the melodic parts of Sweet Talk out of this song, but I've chopped each note out very individually so I can have more control over their arrangement. So I kind of arranged these bells and vibes into a new melody with a new rhythm, uh, much different from the one in the original song, which you'll hear. I've done the same with these much bigger horn stabs and layered them under the bells from the same song, and I even added on a layer of vocal stabs from the song underneath that.
my method here was taking small bits out of a song and reconstructing them in layers to form my own track that doesn't really sound all that much like the thing it came from. I used the warp function of Ableton Live, which slows things down while preserving their pitch pretty liberally here, so you can kind of hear the artifacts from that when it's soloed out like this. Once I had the structure and was sure that I was going to go with this style of things that are very chopped, uh, I'll play it out for a second. And once I added this beat to it, now I really had a song. And at this point, I started doing something I really enjoy and something I think gives my productions a lot of charm, which is just spinning completely random records over the top of the song I'm making as I listen to it and seeing if any sounds from them uh, stick immediately. As a result, I got this vocal stab from a soul ballad at its original pitch. Some old-timey strings and vocals from a Japanese theater production. Uh, this one is at its original pitch. And some strings and brass from another one of the same. Uh, pitched up two semitones and chopped a little more. Uh, stringently. I kind of move these other pieces throughout the song and augment it in places where it feels empty. And once you get them all going together, it really feels like an extremely organic thing with, again, a lot of momentum. And you're dazzling the listener with all these sounds, the sources of which are unclear. This is what brought me into hip-hop in the first place, this sudden occurrence of all these different sampled sounds in my ears and my bewilderment over them. I want to make productions that are hyper-focused on providing this sensation and getting people interested. I think that this is different from just doing one loop or even chopping up a song in one layer or sequence that is more linear. got to add some bass just a sub bass line sub bass in particular is a really good last add to smooth out beats so that they're not so raucous on the eardrums lend a frequency that fills up a really out of the way space that makes people comfortable i guess not many of my songs go out without adding some bass
Okay, so before I end this episode, I have a quick addition, uh, which I recorded during the editing process, because that's when the news came out. I don't always do news, but Article 13, also known as the Copyright Directive, just passed in Parliament in the EU today, September 12th. Article 13 requires all internet platforms to filter content put online by users to determine whether it contains copyrighted material. This is going to be very expensive for tech giants, but more importantly, it includes text, video, audio, images, any user-generated content. Remember how much trouble Content ID caused and is still causing on YouTube? This will be Content ID for everything. Needless to say, that could be directly troublesome for creators who use other content in their works in any way, including this podcast, including some of my music. And as Content ID has been... It would also be troublesome for creators who don't use other stuff because it's just an automatic filter that's going to pick up tons of stuff by accident and it'll be a huge problem to sort out. There are still a lot of ways this could shake out, but I think it's important for sample study listeners who clearly love or at least appreciate the art of sampling to know that this is something that has happened. So that concludes this personal session of the sample study. If you have questions or requests, Send them on over to samplestudycast at gmail.com with the subject line questions or requests. You can follow the show on Twitter at samplestudycast, and you can follow me at mellow without the W makes. Mellow makes. I really appreciate iTunes reviews if you have the time to leave one. It really helps the show get out there. Or just tell your friends. I did release an album last month, <laughs> Return to the Soul, which contains 12 of my finest ever sample-based tracks. I consider it a milestone in my production and my ability to express myself, and I love it if you'd check it out. If you would like to support the show financially, my Patreon is patreon.com slash 2mellow. That's the number 2 and mellow without a W, and you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash 2mellow. With the next episode, I will begin streaming the process of creating the beat we're studying live for patrons. I'm really excited about that. It's going to happen this month. You can purchase the album Return of the Soul by Too Mellow anywhere you find music, and I highly recommend it. Thanks to you for joining me on this episode of The Sample Study. Keep digging. You'll find it.